Welcome to Lighting Our Way, a podcast of Uganda Christian University's Standard Newspaper. Here, we hear stories of self-reflection, removing the log in our eyes so that we may see the light and transform our world. Hello and welcome to the UCU podcast under the theme Lighting Our Way. My name is Aperio Krishana and I'll be your host for today. Joining me are Ahereza Melissa. Priscilla Nedjuma. I'm Moisega Joshua. And today we're going to talk about starting businesses at a very young age, uh, starting entrepreneur skills at a very young age and enhancing your business skills. Um, have you guys started a business? At, did you guys ever start a business at a young age or have you, do you own your own business right now? Well, not right now, but at a certain point I was selling yogurt in my neighborhood. Yeah. Um, Priscilla Joshua, have you guys ever started a business? No. Yeah, Maybe. a couple of businesses. It's it's not an easy one, but yeah, I have a couple of businesses in play. Interesting. Yeah. Have you, Priscilla? No, not really. Well, um, today we have a special guest joining us. She's a CEO of Sin Braids. She's actually a finalist and a third year student here at UCU. Um, let's welcome Nakazibwe Cynthia. Hi everyone, my name is Nakaziwa Cynthia and I'm the CEO of Scene Braids, currently in third year doing a bachelor's in business administration. And yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Yes. I wanted to ask you, what inspired you to start your business? Um, first of all, I'd want to say it's genetic at some point because my mom, she used to do my hair when I was young. So I grew up loving it. I used to play with dolls and all that. Then when I went to high school, um, my school, we used to have, um, they used to allow like girls to have hair. So when I joined the school, I really used to love braiding people's hair, you know, like doing cornrows, doing, um, they call them, um, I've forgotten their name, but like, yeah, I used to braid people. So I kept on doing it, and I really loved it. And it, I'm so proud to say that it has brought me to where I'm right now. Yeah. Cindy, could you give us a slight history about yourself? Oh, where okay. Where you come from? Uh, you've told us what has actually inspired you to be in this position. Tell us about whether you're single. Some people are interested <laughs> in you. <laughs> okay. Um, personally, first of all, I'm 23 years old. And um, um, let me see, I live in Pelere and I'm single. <laughs> okay, but mostly I'm going to just talk about the braiding business. Okay. Um, from like where it started from, when I actually got interest in braiding hair, um, I had first traveled to study in Algeria. And while there, of course, like people who have traveled, they know that braiding abroad is really, really costly. So I had a friend who actually knew how to braid hair. And she taught me how to braid hair. And when she taught me, you know, like it's a process, yeah? You don't just start and it's all perfect. So the more I kept on trying in people's hair, you know, braiding, it, it became like something that I, I said to really, really, really love. And when I came back to Uganda, um, I decided to stop pursuing my education in Algeria. And when I came back, my friends and my family were like, you know what, you should keep on moving like keep this business moving. And what made me really happy is that 
my parents are really, really supportive about it. And, well, because of that, I started braiding hair. But by then, of course, like, I was slow. I was alone. So I'd move to people's homes, you know, like, you reach there by, like, let's say 8, 8.30. You finish braiding. It's, like, 9.30. Your dad is calling you. Where are you? And he's really rethinking, is this really worth it? Like, also your security and whatnot. But then, like, all that, you know, like, th- things keep on getting better. So right now, at least I can say, like, I got some people I braid with that make work easier for me. And currently, I still braid from home. But I hope to get a space soon. Yeah. So at the moment, you are actually mobile? Um, at that moment, I was mobile. But right now, after COVID, my dad was like, you know what? The business was a bit draining for me, mm. yeah? Moving and all that. Because also, security, you're not so sure about this client. Yeah, like where they're actually telling you to go. So he's like, if you want to keep on this business, you have to start working from home, period. That was it. Yeah. So I want to ask you, your, you know, UC is not, um, it has like a full-time learning experience you know don't have like that kind of option of half day work so how do you balance school and work well that is a very very hard task to do for me personally because you know like how you've said we have classes from like eight to five yeah and of course there are days when you won't have classes but like um what i do is that when i have a client and they want to braid when i'm at school firstly i tell them i'm at school I'm braiding alone, so it can take me, like, roughly the whole day to plait your hair. So if this person is willing to, you know, their whole day is going for just braiding hair, I tell them, you come to me, or I come to you, depending if it's, like, a hostel, or, like, if it's in Kampala, you get, like, I have to get, like, few days when I'm free and do the hair, maybe, like, on the weekend, maybe, like, on a Thursday. And then, like, with the school, I think I've, I've really tried to maintain the work and school balance because I'm proud to say, like, my grades are okay. And also my work, okay, my work has gone down because I've not been really active. Yeah, which has made me lose a few of the my clients. Yeah, that's the only hard thing about it. I've lost clients because of school. Mm. Yeah. Are there any challenges you have faced, like particular challenges that you face that have made you reach a point that, Oh, I wish I could, maybe I regretted the choice, regretted the choice of you having started your own business. Are there those challenges that you faced? Well, I, first of all, I do not regret starting my business at any point because, you know, like we need money, as like everyone needs money. And this job has given me money. I'm, I'm just so happy about that. But then like the challenges are found. Um, first of all, my location it's a bit far from people. So people find it a bit challenging to reach me. And then the fact that I'm also not mobile because some people prefer like to be worked on in their comfort. Yeah. And it's a bit challenging for me to, to reach that, you know, like to take that step for me. Then also like I'm talking to some people who like help me ship in here to Uganda. It's also a bit challenging, you know, but like, Every problem has a solution. So I wouldn't say it's too much challenging because you can always find a way to to work around those challenges. You ship in your hair, you don't buy, you don't do... Okay, usually 
I've seen people who do businesses where they are where they need to ship things from abroad. Yeah. They incur tax high tax costs. How do you handle that? Well, for now, I'm actually just starting to ship in here. Yeah, but the taxes are really, really high. And you find that because of these taxes, you also have to increase the prices of the hair and also for the labor. Yeah, and sometimes a client will not understand this. Yeah, but then like it's it's actually a cost they also have to incur because um, when people are also like taxing you, like they don't like they don't consider for them they're just considering also like their profit and all. Yeah, but then like it's not so much of a like the more you do it, the more you get used to it. Yeah, the shipping in and all. So uh, I think we've, we've we've all observed what is actually happening with the economy, and uh, we see prices are going high, yeah. even of certain commodities that you wouldn't expect. I was speaking to a hairdresser sometime, and she actually also told me that hair is actually expensive exactly, yeah so i'm trying to make sense why would hair be expensive because you will not say fuel because of uh, the, the high fuel price that means uh hair will become expensive because now i the two don't actually blend hair is actually imported what is the what is causing the prices to go high for hair okay for the hair and how has it affected your business for the hair what's making the prices to go up First of all, most of people import their hair from China. Yeah, from China. Mm. And we have been seeing that China is also currently going through its kind of... Economic crisis. Economic crisis. They had some kind of COVID. I don't know if it's COVID. Some other kind of disease. And they had like a whole lockdown. Yeah, so you see that whole thing, that whole process. It makes people to like also raise their prices because... To get those goods, it's also another struggle you get. So that's why the prices are increasing because that's the main country people get their goods from. So it makes them also to increase their prices, which are also burdened onto us, which also becomes a problem because we also have to increase the prices of our braids that we also ex- like we get from them and also like the labor. Yeah. So ladies here, how yes. has the price of hair... <laughs> affected you because uh very many ladies today have opted to keep their natural hair i see melissa you can see. embracing <laughs> it yeah how, how has it affected you because her being a hairdresser she's going to ask for a certain amount of money yeah. that you're also going to be uncomfortable with but at the same time it's cost effective on her side and it's also damaging your wallet i would say on your side okay this is the thing with me mm. personally if i want it it doesn't matter how much it costs. Yeah. If you want a good result, you know, that's spend. why you will see that someone won't go to a random salon there. They will look exactly. for Cindy because they know that her work is good. So you know it's worth it. Okay. And, and the things that she's using, imagine she's importing her own braids. There are braids made in Uganda, the synthetic ones, of course. Yeah. But you want human hair, um, uh, let me guess. Uh, so you have to incur the cost. Uh, when I braided my hair recently, before I did this beautiful hairstyle right now, <laughs> um, I prefer to braid from home. My parent prefers me to braid from home. So, you know, the person who braids my hair has been braiding my hair since I was five years old. It's the same person. So you wouldn't trust Cindy right now? No, I would. 
But Cindy doesn't come home. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Cindy doesn't come home. So uh, the person who braids my hair, she'll tell me straight up, no matter what I'm braiding on your head, Mm. my labor is 40K. Okay. So it is now the price of the braids Mm. and also the transport. So sometimes you don't actually buy your own braids? Sometimes you can, yes. But Mm. it's also... Like, imagine the person doesn't have experience with that kind of braid that you want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's better f- to let the hairdresser tell you exactly what is going to happen. Let the hairdresser tell you, this is my labor cost. This is how much the braids you want. This is my transport. Mm. And that's how it goes. So, but the hair I usually do, 120, 100. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that's, look like... that's the price range, honestly. In this economy currently, mm. that's the price range. <laughs> Okay. Unless you really got a good deal. Mm. Christian, I bet look like this economy has affected your hair. Let me tell you. I had to do <laughs> something cost effective. I had to... This, I remember this cost a lot. It cost 120 But then they kept telling me it's kinky. It's going to blend with my natural hair. Why not? I remember recently I wrote it to my friends. I'm on the verge of straightening my hair because I'm tired. I'm tired of the pain natural hair is giving me. I'm tired of the expense. My God, natural hair is draining on the wallet it's really the expensive. products are not cheap expensive. and i don't blame them because the tax is so high mm. and it's not their fault and even though i'm going to ship i'm going to still in color same price so i'm like you know but um like melissa said you if you want something good you have to go to someone who is good exactly that's the thing because i can say yes i'm trying to do some something of i know someone once told me she did braids of 30k but if you saw the braids my lord. It's 30k. It's really 30k. You can see. <laughs> and let me tell you, you're going to be tempted to remove it in, what, in th- two weeks. Two weeks. And I'm yeah. like, why don't I do something? It's going to, yes, it's going to hurt my wallet, but it's going to take me, this has taken me the entire thing. Wow. You wow. see? And, and like, it looks like she plated it two weeks ago. It's cost effective. So, yes. cost, so I know it hurt my wallet because I'm like, oh, good, 120. It could have done a lot for weeks. Yeah. But... Yeah. Like, let me just do that. And I'm not stressed with hair or anything. So I think it's, look look at the person. What are, what are they offering you? Yeah. How are they doing it? Because you may go to someone who is offering you a very, you know, at an affor- a very low price, but you'll regret it. The, at the quality. End. Yeah, the, the quality. quality. You won't be pleased. You'll find yourself removing it and struggling. Natural hair has that hustle with maintenance because it needs a lot of care. Yeah. What is your experience like with the current hair situation? The hair situation. Has it affected you with plating your hair? Or? I mean, I feel like it affects everyone. Okay. But you painfully give it there. You give mm-hmm. there that money. And at the end of the day, what you see on your head, because mm-hmm. for me, I'm picky. I'm very picky. I know I will be like, I won't look good with this. I feel like I'm the kind of person who can go in the saloon. Mm. I do a hairstyle, and if I don't look good, I'm going to remove it. Whoa. Because I know it's going to stay on my head for a long time. And yeah. I don't want to look like something that has come out from I don't know where. Mm. So, no matter what, I have to look good. I have to move and I be confident that I look good. So, I'm going to spend whatever it takes to look good. One thing about women I've noticed is no matter whether it is expensive or it is cheap, as long as it's, it comes with making this number plate brand new, UBL, yeah. it is, I will exactly. do whatever it yeah. takes, exactly. you know. Someone told me uh, cheap things come at a, a 
at a certain yes, point. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's really yeah, true. Now, I actually had, me, it was actually with earpieces. I went to buy earpieces somewhere <laughs> and they told me they were 40,000. So I was like, me? <laughs> to buy earpieces at 40? 40, I went and I found the same earpieces at 10 and I bought them. Two weeks. They didn't last. They, that's what they last. That's the, that's the most they last. Oh, just no. like my earpieces now. See? Like, there's one time we just fell from the library. And like, that, like the wires. Like, oh my God, you're an embarrassing me. <laughs> so I, I see now when it comes to being cheap, uh, uh, choosing, opting for cheap things over expensive. Sometimes it's expensive. For a reason. Yeah. For a reason, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, off the record, though, of braiding and whatnot, um, there's been this argument uh, with uh, kinky-like hair and then straightened hair or more of like, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of hair, the relaxed hair. Mm-hmm. And but like, does it make you less African? I once listened to Natasha Museveni on such an interview. She was thinking about it. She was like, does it really make us less African when we straighten our hair or we choose to have it kinky and the arguments behind things such as our hair looks shabby yet this is its natural form when it's not like yeah. we wanted it like this we're born like this so it's our own i don't know kind of distinct di- distinction you know in the world if i see someone with kinky hair i'll know these are african roots because african people we have this kind of hair this is our hair yeah. so what's your thought on that kind of kinky hair should we erase it or should we just for yeah. me it would be uh Yes, there's you keeping your natural hair. You're going to suffer with it. You're going to... You're the one who's feeling the pain. Is that the only thing that's going to make you look African? Is that what's going to change your identity? It's about you. You're then going to suffer. These people are going to just look at you. Yes, you're looking good. They don't know the pain you're going through. It's you that's suffering. So and are you paying, happy? Paying one hundred even happy? Any my combs have broken. Are you even happy? You're the one who's crying and... What, you're appeasing people's African roots that are looking at you? Just because they say you're not African enough because of That's your hair. That's not the only thing mm. that makes you African. Me, I feel like with straightening hair, eh? Me, if I ever decide to straighten my hair, I'm taking back my power from this whole colonial concept. Obviously, when we started doing it, mm. it was like, we're doing it because... Um, but it was there. The before. whites... Yeah, be, yeah, there's that. But then in like... When we started the white collar jobs, the reasons people would straighten their hair was to look less shabby and what. But I think now, with this new movement of embracing natural hair, Mm. people should be allowed to do whatever they want. Take back your power from all that misogyny. Mm. Do whatever you want with your hair. If you want to dye it pink, dye it pink. If you want to straighten it, if you want to cut it off, do whatever you feel like. Whatever makes you feel beautiful, whatever empowers you, whatever feels comfortable for you, whatever works for you. Exactly. No one else should be. Only. No one yes. else should have any say on what's on your body. It's yeah. you. You're the one who has to live with it. You have to deal with it. So you should be the one to make all the decisions on it. That's true. Cause, but then like there's that thing, you know. Like I just like how I just I'm just those people who just like how Afro hair looks. Yeah. You get. So I'm you can just vote here. <laughs> you see, like also, me too. I love. You see, way. when you're talking to your parents, yeah, I'm like, okay, not like your dad. You know when you have braids and whatnot, he'll notice, okay, you have hair. But when I have my hair out, he's like, I like it like that. There's a way he, he makes you feel like it's yeah, better when so it's beautiful. out and mm. whatnot. Okay, like me, I've grown up in a household where my father would be like, he doesn't like maybe straight hair. He just mm. likes it how it, how you like, you are born. Like, then mm. you want it like straight, braided. 
But it's also a bit hectic because looking after it is also more a struggle. Yeah. But like me, I just like the look. Mm. I just like the look. It's not about Africans. Mm. Just mm. the look. It's just beautiful. So mm. what of these, is it, I think people call them what, swaz? Swaz. Yes. Where they sort of like Cornrows, yes. So I was. <laughs> I really do not know the hair language because I'm also just like sits in a salon mm. and they yeah. like really it. Yes, whatever it is. But uh, I was reading a tweet someone actually put up and said uh, when when they used to get slaves from Africa mm. to take them into American soil to like work as slaves, yeah, they used to to do cornrows in their heads and yeah. these these cornrows were actually maps out of the plantation. Yes. So it was so rich when I read it. So when you people talk about hair or natural hair, I okay, I, I, I can't tell the difference when you guys say straightening and I don't know, but one thing I know I, I'm trying to make sense of is straightening is like hot combing, right? Yeah, something it, like the way the hair texture looks, it's almost like I don't say this sounds right, like white hair. I've seen like yeah. white, but it's like really straight as oh, compared to our hair. That, that is, is straightened. Yes. Now there's this now. What of when someone unplates their hair and then it's all there? What is that? It really when depends. it's like this. Yes. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's the natural hair. That's, that's, that's the natural hair. Yes. Yeah. I really. I've love. seen you do the natural thing though. Thank you. <laughs> 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 That was just a part of me I was trying to venture oh, in and it didn't turn out well for me. I, I backed back to the old. But I am actually a person who loves to look at natural hair. My my young sister, she has grown her hair and she said, I will grow my hair until there is nothing I can tie on my head and it can fit. So if it is a forest, however big it is, that is how much I want it to be because that is my heritage as an African. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, with women, there's so much we attach to our hair. Our hair holds so much emotions. Like, the earliest memories that a woman has about their hair is with their mom, you know? So it just holds so much. And then those those times when you go braiding and it's really, you know, they're pulling your head, (laughs) you know? Or, you know, it's with you this whole time. It's something we should cherish. just love, yeah. Obviously, I love natural hair. I have natural hair. <laughs> ah, <that's very> <laughs> um, yes. you were talking about you know pulling and what. I want to ask you now, Cindy. Um, have you had those situations? You know, when my kids would go to saloons and would be like, Mommy, they are pulling me, Auntie, they are pulling me. Mm-hmm. Have you had that situation where you plated someone and they had that complaint, like, Oh, you're pulling me? Actually, I think one thing I'm actually blessed with people usually tell me, My hands don't hurt. Like when I'm braiding, they tell me these are really painless braids. How do you do it? Because they'll tell you, I go to the saloon and this lady is doing this, but she's pulling my hair. And I'm like, man, I also don't know. Like ever since I started braiding hair, like no one feels pain and they come out neat. So I feel like it's just a blessing. Mm-hmm. Even when it's a kid or a child, I have children who tell their mothers, Mommy, once I go here, like they don't want to go elsewhere. I have a parent, actually. Usually she keeps up with me. Are you done with school? Are you done with school? The baby wants to come back. You know, like that kind of thing, which also makes me feel good because, I mean... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you built a whole, you know, customer... Exactly. Nice yes. yeah. You know, someone, someone actually also said that it is good work. Yeah. That's, it was actually Elon Musk who quoted and said, it's good work that sells a company. 
Yeah. So it is your good braids that are selling your brand. Yeah. yeah. I swear Very at beautiful. some point I feel like it's also passion. You can go yeah. to a saloon and someone like pulls your hair. It's like they sent her from, she didn't have supper <laughs> and <Yeah>. breakfast. <laughs> That's sometimes do. they're doing it just because they don't have any other choice. We yeah, don't have and then the person, do. but in Cindy's case, she's passionate about exactly. what she's doing. So yeah. the, her skill level is different. The way she will learn it compared to how yeah. the other lady will learn it, who is not mm. passionate about it, is very different. Yeah. Speaking yeah. about learning, um, and you know, the whole being passionate. And from what you said earlier, you said this is something you felt like was a bit genetic. You know, it has carried on. But aside from that, is there any other particular way you learned how to braid? I mean, like right now, everyone is like. Especially during COVID, everyone was like a hair guru. Everyone knew what to do. Everyone knew how to play. <laughs> like, is there a way you learned any other different way aside from, you know, the being, genes. yeah, aside from that whole <laughs> genetic, well, genetic aspect? Friend, aside from yeah. that, actually, when I told, like, my friend told me, but then afterwards, I went to YouTube, and like for her, what she taught me is like what was there before, like long before. You know how you go and braid and you have a knot here. Like that yeah. big thing people don't like. Mm. But when I went to YouTube, they were telling me knotless braids. So I'm like, okay, let me try this out. So I tried it out on my friend's hair. You know, like you have a lot of time. I come back here. I'm like, you guys played from Cindy, knotless braids. And people actually liked them. Mm. Yeah. So that's how they also started. YouTube was a point for me to also like get exposed to what's out there, what people don't know. Because by the time I started in 2019, I think, people didn't know knotless braids at all. So that's a time I also got some fame because of, you know, like, it was something new to people. Yeah. So YouTube was also another learning point for me. Okay, speaking of YouTube, uh, have you taken your brand, because now YouTube is, is social media, right? Yeah. Yeah. So have you expanded your brand onto the social, different social media platforms? In case someone wanted to get a slight glimpse of what exactly you do, they mm. don't have to call you to ask to send pictures. They can just go visit if it's an Instagram page, if it is your WhatsApp uh, business catalog, yeah. or different, different ways. And also have your friends, because I'm sure you have quite a number of friends, have yes. they been able to help in the marketing and sales to help you expand? With the social media, right now I have a WhatsApp page, a WhatsApp number, I use mm -hmm. my WhatsApp number, and I have an Instagram page for my business. What I'm yet to put up, I wanted to settle down and organize after school, have a Twitter page, have Instagram, Snapchat advertise, and one thing I'm actually grateful for, my friends have actually been so, so, so supportive, very mm -hmm. supportive, you know, like, there'll be a friend who's like maybe abroad, or maybe who can't come to my place, but, you know, she'll help me and be like, you know what? Actually, my name, Sin Braids, came from a friend. She's yeah. like, you should do this. Even my logo from a friend. You know, they'll be like, they'll help you advertise on their pages everywhere so that you get, like, known and you get more exposure mm. to different kinds of people. Yeah, and I'm so grateful to God for that. And my family, too. You get your cousins coming. They bring their children your aunties, and it's really, really a very nice experience to know that everyone actually cares and supports, and they want to grow your business. They want to see you happy, and all that. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Throughout your journey so far in this whole braiding, and you know this also business skill that you have grown into, what have you appreciated the most? That you look and you're like, you know what? If it wasn't for this, 
I wouldn't have maybe discovered this about myself or um one thing I'm actually grateful to God for is my family like honestly because you know like you have friends and they'll tell you man my mom or my dad doesn't find that like a serious thing to do I can't do that my parent wants me to do this kind of job or you know those kinds of statements that make people you know like something that would a talent should have actually grown but because you know the person who supports you can't, you know, like push you to do it is not there for you. But me, my parents have always been there to be like, go for it. If I need money, my mom will be like, okay, how much do you need? Puts it in for you in the business. And I really thank God for that because I feel like sometimes people take this for granted and, you know, they don't get support from like someone they would have loved to get support from. Yeah, so um, we have seen so many people have come up with, you know, right now the world has changed. It's really diverse right now. It's yeah. no longer having a white collar job that, you know, that says that you're a more important person. Right now, anything in the world can make you important. But there are people still who are struggling with that. And um, many African parents were, m- many, actually still many, still have that very conservative um, approach. And we do not blame them, no, because yeah. that's how they were also raised. Raised. But there is there are people out there who are listening right now and you know want to know how can I tell my parents that I have this great skill, I can be such a great DJ, I know to create this amazing playlist that would get us a lot of money, that would create an interesting audience, people would interact with each other better. What advice would you tell to such people who have those different interests that initially were have been considered as how how can you do that job? Like they look at it as that job with that kind of like disgusted as if yeah Mm. first of all i want to advise people not to undermine any kind of business you see now like there's someone there who sells charcoal but like there's a lady actually in my area she used to sell charcoal when we were very young but then like after a while you're hearing she's driving a car she knows she's you know she's living a luxurious life and people be like oh Hey, Mama Peter, you get that kind of thing. I should be like, man, I still sold my charcoal and it helped me get money. My kids are in school. And people will be like, I can't sell charcoal. Like, I'm getting myself dirty. You know, like, those are dirty jobs. And everyone is looking up to, like, white-collar jobs. That's not everything, yeah? Um, Anything can get you money. Never undermine any job. Everything is good in its own way. Be it plating hair, be it being a DJ, you know, selling clothes, anything, you know, like you just have to love what you're doing. You have to have passion for it. And then another thing I think I would say is um, believe in yourself. Yeah. I also have a friend who was telling me her brother, when he wanted to become a DJ, the mother would be like, don't come back to my home. How can you be doing such, you know, ratchet kind of thing? Eh? But right now, he's really one of those world-known DJs. And the mother welcomes him, like, mm, my boy, you get that kind <laughs> of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, don't undermine and keep pushing. And, like, the more you keep pushing, your parents sees how much you love this thing that you're pushing for. Eh? Like, you want to be a DJ. Like, doing DJ things. You also start to put in money for them so that they can, like, keep on with their talent. So believe in yourself and keep pushing because, yeah, it gets you somewhere. So being, uh, you, I want you to take it back just a little bit behind. You've yes. talked about you working your side hustle out and uh, it gets you some pocket money. Yeah. yeah. And then trying to balance with your education. 
you you said you're a finalist. Yes, you I am. Tell us what you, you've majored in, though. Uh, you are getting out to the employment world, right? Yeah. So, are, are you are you putting all your emphasis once you get out of here? You're going to put all your energy, all your effort into your business. Or you're still going to try and go out there, venture for a white collar job, and in case you get it, don't you think it's one of the two of the two things? One of them is actually going to suck the most of your time, and it's going to actually limit you from either braiding or sitting in office. Yes. Um, I, when I was beginning, I said I'm doing bachelor in business administration, and actually I'm going to major in accounting. Okay. It's what I want. Mm. And if I'm actually going to go out into the employment world, firstly, like firstly, one thing I was told: do not rush things. Do not feel like you can, you know, do everything at once. Do everything like one step at a time. So I want to first grow my business because it's now right now it's my side hustle or like my main job. Yeah, I want to grow it in that I can leave someone in charge of it when I'm not around. So that it can give me space to like, if I want to venture into further studies, at least I know there's someone I left and I trust them to handle my business, right? And maybe later on, if God allows, I can, you know, get more branches, expand, God willing. Mm. And I can maybe also pursue like others, going to like other studies, mm. further like masters, CPA, all that, mm-hmm. God willing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, you guys, I want to ask. Uh, I've seen ladies today, mothers, opting to send their young boys to saloons and having dreadlocks on their heads. I don't know. Me, from a Christian point of view, I would say the Bible actually says a woman, her hair is her. Is it respect? Yeah, have ever read a verse like that? Yes. A crown. A crown. How a woman is respected according to that, I think, to her hair. So, but now I see we see a trend of guys plating hair. What, what, what would you guys say about that? I have no problem. We don't really have no problem. Have no problem. So you want to say hair is not uh, it's unisex. Plating because, hair is because unisex. people had hair in the Bible. This guy who was gifted had the strongest Samson. guy. Samson. Mm. Oh, this guy. But he was <laughs> okay. He was born with his hair. Yeah. Right. Mm. But then I I am. You see now, whites they are born with their hair. It can actually fall. But now, the black me, the African me, mm. I've grown my afro, <laughs> my dear. I've grown my afro, and I, I, I reach out to her and I tell her I want her to, I, okay, I do not know her hairstyles really so well, but I've seen guys, cornrows, is it cornrows, yeah. the ones yeah, that they tie up here, yeah. Yeah. yes. And then I want to, to to do that kind of thing. You uh, you people are very okay with Have you this. ever seen parents pictures of your parents in the seventies? Yes. Did they have hair? My my, my, your my father, dad, did he my have dad hair? kept his afro. Me too, my Mine dad too. Kept his afro. Yeah, no. So it's it's kinda weird when they make comments about hair when they had I'm, hair. I'm Just because it's braided doesn't make a change. Okay, me I'm not against you remember how initially it's just oh, the, the braiding. The, yes, the braiding. that's what I'm. I'm actually oh. talking about. Yeah. For me, I have mixed emotions because sometimes people do some very interesting hairstyles. <laughs> Let me not say too much, but it's, it's very interesting hairstyles. <laughs> Try to look for something that works for you. I mean, something that that the looks same thing good. Like a girl says, "I want something that looks good on me." Also, the yeah. Also, you should look for something, not just because it's trending. The yes. problem is maintenance. 
yeah, true. that's another thing. Like I think many men have been gotten into that maintenance part. So you need to really be vigilant and because maintain the hair. Some people, I met some people, and wow, they can take care of their afros exactly. better than me. And you look at him and like, oh my goodness, Your he's, hair is he's as bold a product. He's taking care of his afro. It's actually very neat. And I think why people, you know, say cutting their hair, you know, that whole neatness aspect, like how people are straightening their hair because of a job and what that whole thing. I think that was the same story with men. Cut your hair for what? Easy maintenance. Because mm-hmm. when our hair is not maintained. It does not look good. It looks very shabby. It's very, you know, kinky will hold itself <laughs> together. It just doesn't look okay. But I don't think I have a problem with people, men particularly, having their hair. Exactly. I think yeah. it's okay. With me, I don't have, me, I don't really have a problem. But like Melissa said, know what suits your hair. Because yeah. I cannot, even ladies, I, there are certain hair cells I cannot do. There are certain wigs I cannot wear. Because I know for a fact I'm going to look terrible. <laughs> okay. So, because now, okay, I, I was actually speaking to someone and this, uh, an HR in particular, I will not uh, disclose so much. They said, you cannot come to ask for a job when you have dreadlocks and you want an office job. I'm not going to give it to you. Okay. We see people coming from that aspect. We have parents who are going to say, if my, if, if, if you, for example, Melissa took me home, I'm going to, I'm the husband to be, and then I have, <laughs> you see, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. How is your parent going to look at you? Because today, what I will say, African fathers, most the highest percentage has perceived of men who plate hair, they are bayaye. Mm-hmm. Hashtag gangster. Okay, it's because um, uh, rap culture is what popularized mm-hmm. the hair. And in many cases, you know, when you hear the things they rap about, they're rapping about like gangster life and shooting and killing. And so <laughs> your parents are associating you the, with the, of people. the hair with those kinds of people. Not that all rappers are rapping about that. But when they started it, when they started rapping, that's what they used to rap about. Mm-hmm. They rap about the situations they're in because maybe they didn't live in a very good neighborhood and that's what they grew up seeing Mm. so they wrapped what they knew you know and that's what they'd wrap about and then so your parents associating um the hair with people who you know with the rap culture Mm. and they know that those guys they rap about you know the lyrics in the song is gangsters and guns and whatnot so they still they don't take you seriously like this guy is a moyaye come on come on you're okay with people having hair so fine would you be okay if you brought Someone near yourself, like me, you can. I would, I would, so you can take him home. Yeah, I can take him home. I do not know, (laughs) I do not know what my parents will say. Yeah, you know, I don't know what my dad is going to say, but my dad is always a firm believer that whatever works for you works for you. Mm. He he always says, like, yeah, my dad is that kind of person. Like, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. If you want to do that, yeah, you do that. If that's the one you want to be with. Mm. Be with that one. I think yeah. a celebrity, I would give an example of is Cindy, Cindy Sanyu. Yeah. Her husband actually had dreadlocks. Mm. So towards their functions, he actually cut them off. So he either chose to respect where he was going or... It was a requirement. Oh, it was... <laughs> Maybe he, maybe he was trying to sacrifice that. Maybe. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes... Now, I know a friend who really loves his hair. He actually told me I want to do an advert for uh, Vaseline, Movit. Yes. But then I actually asked him, on the D-Day, when you're going to take, when they're taking you to the girls and the husband doesn't like 
I mean the father to the girl does not want your hair. Are you going to chop it as a matter of respect or as a requirement? Or you're going to rebel and stand your ground and say, yo, bro, I have invested, (laughs) exactly, I've invested in my hair. I have done, this hair is actually a source of my income. So you either deal with it or you don't. So the hair is a source of his income. There are two dilemmas here. <laughs> you love her and you want to be with her exactly. and the requirement is cut your hair. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you cannot take her into a house where you're not making money. And your hair you is know. how you make money. Exactly. You can either explain that or cut it off. There's something you talked about uh, uh, before yeah. uh, and I was thinking about all these artists that before they used to have hair. Yeah. And when they were going into the politics world, mm. they had to cut it off. Exactly. So I'm thinking maybe also like communi- like society. Yeah, yeah. It's so- still embedded in society that if you have hair, mm. you know, we can't take you seriously mm-hmm. or you look shabby. Mm. <laughs> That's, which is just really like That's a, a cover-up for the, HR aspect the fact that they're not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she will say, I'm not going to bring him because it's, it, you actually look lousy with it. Exactly. Right? Well, uh, for example, you're working in a bar. I've not seen anyone, a banker, who... Mm. Has like... There's a lawyer that has hair. That's you know a, him? That's and a lawyer. But he, I'm and I'm you, saying that this lawyer... He insisted. Like, he's still a lawyer? Yes. yes and then him. people come up like with all these kinds of concepts in their minds mm. that he's a different person. Well, actually, mm. he's, uh, he's crude. He's mm. all those things. Eh? Mm. And you're like... Maybe he's a good lawyer, you know. Mm. But people are looking at the other things, mm. the other yeah. bad things. So, Can I give you a great example? Mm. When, if you ever asked a child, like a two-year-old, does that hair look nice? They'd probably say yes. <laughs> because it looks nice at mm. the end of the day. It's yeah. just that we've been taught over years and years that never do that. You know, your parents will show you something and be like, never do that in your life. You know, that's not good. Mm. You know, they won't take you seriously. Mm. You've learnt it. We have all learnt it over years and years. You've been seeing it. Mm. You know, so it's now embedded in you. Even our parents, that's what they learned. When they they started working, they told them, you know, cut it off because you don't look good. Mm. So that's what they know. That's what they're going to teach their child. Mm. So, you know, We've all learned it. It's just really embedded, and we need to try to change that narrative. Yeah. Um, I think this has been a very true, you know, point changing that entire narrative and all. Lastly, on the part of giving up, how would you advise someone to just not to give up? Let them hold on just a little bit. What would you tell them to do? Or if you could give an experience and maybe relate it to that. Yeah. Um, this may sound cliche, but never give up. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, one thing I know is that, you know, every business, you reach a point and you experience a certain hardship that really tests your patience. And you're like, God, is this a sign for me to leave this business? Right. But then like, one thing you should, okay, like, there's a point I, I was like, you know what, should I really continue with this? Because you know, like maybe your parent wants you to continue with like education first and whatnot, and you're thinking, I'm going to lose my clientele by the time I come back. You know, maybe I've lost skill and whatnot. But I feel like if you love something, no matter the hardship, keep pushing, keep pushing. Like it doesn't matter if you know, like there's a point actually you reach and 
the profits you think you'd have made are actually not coming. You're actually going into losses. Yeah. But one thing I also tell people is that pray about everything you do. Yeah. Because that's not the last, that's not the final step you're going to take. You know, everything has a point it reaches the, I don't know the word to use, but like where you feel like you can't take it anymore. But like keep on pushing. That's not the worst you can actually come to. The worst is actually you giving up and you having regrets later that maybe I should have continued. But now it's too late. Yeah. So just never give up. Keep pushing. Someone once told me that if you fail businesses, if you attempt to start a business and you fail thrice, that's a sign that you have tried. Okay, and it's not like you should give up, you should keep pushing. The person who invented the bulb succeeded at the what, 100, 150? Mm. I don't know if you guys read that. Yeah. He made the bulb over and over and over and over. But then he was going to give up. But then the last try he gave was the one that actually succeeded. So just what, maybe what she's trying to say is uh, however much you try, don't lose hope. Businesses, when you yeah. start a business and it fails, it is proof that you try. Okay? Don't give up. Just keep thriving. Think better. You'll know that I will not make the mistake that caused the other yeah. business to fall in the current business. And even when this one fails, I am learning from that mistake that has caused it to fall. It shouldn't fall again. Definitely. Yeah. All right, everyone. This has been the ECU podcast. I am honored and grateful that you were able to come Cindy and do this with us and have such an interactive session um, just before you go we got a fun question for you and if you were a superhero which powers would you love to have and why let's just do that and then we call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> are there like options to pick from you know like there is listening or like being invisible or like just choose one superhero like that, what if would you, you be your, your yes. special power? My special power? Yeah, that's Sing. a tricky one. <laughs> 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 Let me see. Just give me options that I had been... Okay. Like, pick from. If you were to be invisible, uh-huh. if you were to be... Mind controlling. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you have... Uh, telepath- teleporting. Yeah. From, yeah. From telepathic also. Yes. And reading minds. Yeah, so many options. One thing I'm really bad at, I'm so indecisive. <laughs> oh but I wouldn't want to have all. Mm. I think maybe mind reading. I don't know. <laughs> Something like I just want to know like what other people think. Or like because sometimes people don't speak their minds, man. Mm. You're just saying something because, you know, she has said it. Or like I'm trying to be like you. So I'd want to know. What, what exactly? Yeah, like motive. what's your like the original one? Yeah, the original maybe that. Thought. Yeah, the original thought. Yeah, what, I think that what, would be, that would what be it. powers would you, if God asked you, <laughs> give me <laughs> what superpower should I give you to make you a superhero? Which one would you choose? Me, Why? <laughs> Because I feel like it would save, first it would save me a lot of money. <laughs> 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 I guess definitely oh, yeah. with my bag. Yeah. <laughs> and the only expenses I have to pay is like the hotel room where I'm going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, I'm already there. I'm already in France. So you can teleport from here to the bank. 
Steal some money. That. If we tell we're, we're yeah. not that. <laughs> we're not doing that. No, I, I need to like be the world. Okay. Yeah, but so you do not want to pay money. taxes for flights. I know that bit, bit's too much. Yeah. <laughs> this is like it's simple. <laughs> <laughs> Christiana, which super which superpowers would you? Okay, what kind of superhero would you want to be? I've always said I wanted to freeze people like when they annoy me. Thunderman. Like I always feel like I wish and I could freeze. Like someone just stops talking and I'm like, oh, it was killing you. That's how you would take the anger off. Yeah. Actually, kick. Let's just breathe. You remain static there. Let me breathe. I need to breathe. Instead, you kick and then you're like, okay, now.